Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on Football Full Circle. It is still a football Friday on FFC. He is Scott Wetzel. I am Ben Stevens. We round out this week on Football Full Circle on Sports Grid Radio. Before we round out the week, Scott, Combine Weekend in Indianapolis continues. Yesterday started the on-field workout portion. We saw the big fellows, the defensive linemen, running the 40-yard dash, doing their bench presses, doing their individual positional workouts as well as the linebackers tomorrow the quarterbacks wide receivers and running backs will take the field which means the day prior which is this friday in indy scott those quarterbacks take the podium and they can be asked anything as caleb williams jj mccarthy michael Penix jr drake may the list goes on and on those big and notable prospects making the move to the national football league on full display this weekend in indianapolis or will they? Uh, because we've already gotten word, Ben, I don't know if you heard, but uh, wide receiver, um, uh, 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 I'm just doing a blank now on a wide receiver. Number one wide receiver uh, is not talking today. He Holy was supposed Andrews? to talk. No, I'm not ahead something. of him. Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. Here. Yeah, he was supposed to talk today, and he decided he wasn't going to talk to the media. I mean, we're talking about talking, Ben. You know, not running not catching, not physicals, not a bench press or any other exercise. We're talking about the guy decides he doesn't want to talk to the media. I, I mean, maybe he was out late last night, got drunk, and just says, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm too tired to get up uh, for a, a 10 o'clock talk. I, I don't know, but I'm telling you, these to me are red flags. These guys don't want to, you know, they all talk about being so competitive and this and that. Okay, let's throw in the football then at the combine. Well, I'm not going to throw. Well, what happened to all the competitive talk you just told me how competitive you were? Now, now you're not going to throw. Marvin Harrison Jr., by far the number one consensus right wide receiver, and he decides for whatever reason, maybe it's a legit excuse. I, I don't know. It, it just, to me, it sets up some some of these red flags. And, and the wide receiver position especially, you know, they're all, you know, obviously they're known for being prima donnas and he apparently might be another one. It's really interesting, Scott, right? Because then with him not showing up to a media availability that was scheduled for 8.20 a.m. Eastern time today in Indianapolis, does that make sense then to do anything through his draft stock? Does him not being there for his media press conference matter for how good of a wide receiver he is? We shall see. Let's make sure we bring in that Sirius XM audience, Channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Marvin Harrison Jr. was in Indy. He was going through medical calls with NFL personnel, but just did not speak to the media for whatever reason. It does lead to speculation. It does lead to questioning certain things about Marvin Harrison Jr., whether that be his off-the-field manner or that being what he was doing in Indianapolis in the first place. It might seem small. It might seem minuscule. It probably does not matter to the overarching uh, you know, perspective of his NFL career, but it is all part of what Indianapolis is for the NFL combine. And I think, Scott, what you said the other day from when you would speak to Gil Brandt back in the day about what the combine is, it is really kind of evolving into and maybe always has been not so much about the workouts, but almost like a job fair, a place for all 32 NFL teams to be there with all the prospects, more than 300 attend the NFL combine each and every year to get five to 
10 minutes to sit down with an individual that you might have listed on your big board for the 2024 NFL draft all in one place not flying around not scheduling scheduling and coordinating travel schedules just focusing on everybody there in one place and not so much exactly what is said or who says what or what time it happens or how the workouts go more so like a job fair just on the most grandiose stage in Indy for the National Football League. Yeah, it really is. I think we equated it to go to like an auto show. You want you're in the market for a car. Uh, here is everybody all together. You got to be able to drive those cars. No, uh, you can sit in them, but you're not going to be able to start them. You're not going to be able to drive them, and it's, it's you know turning into that way. It, it used to be where you know the player was behooven to the GM and the head coach and anyone else that's there. You know, thinking about drafting you. Now it's it's starting to flip the other way. Now it's like okay, you know what? You're behooven to us. We got NIL deals. I'm making more money than you are. I, you know, literally, you know, some of these guys in, in the college have made more money than some of these assistant coaches and even head coaches for, for that matter uh, in the NFL. So it's, it's the pendulum has switched. It's now the player. You're going to come on my terms. You know, I'm going to show up, but I'm not going to talk. I'll show up. Uh, but in the case of Caleb Williams, I'm not even going to do my physical. How about that? Uh, yeah. You know, and some guys are going to decide not to talk to the media for whatever reason. I, I don't know. It's. It's the way of the world, right? But I, mean, I don't think that's going to change. I, I think the player, you know, especially the better players, uh, hold right. more and more power. It, and it gives us conversation material throughout this NFL draft cycle. If it will end up meaning anything to those actual NFL teams, that remains to be seen. To go, or the team to select Marvin Harrison Jr., Scott, was always the Arizona Cardinals, who have the fourth overall pick, and a minus money near $2 number. It's still minus 190, so it doesn't seem like it affects his draft stock, at least according to the odds makers at this moment. And sometimes when you have the weird questions that happen in Indianapolis at the Combine, who can really blame the players for not wanting to meet with a gaggle of reporters? Roma Dunze, the talented wide receiver out of Washington, more than likely a first-round pick, at least in the first two days, was asked about landing a plane in an emergency. And Roma Dunze <laughs> said, I don't think I would be able to do that. Quote, we are going down. All souls are perished. We had some flat earth takes yesterday. Some weird stuff happens in Indy at these media availabilities. Some weird questions are asked to play by both the media and even teams to try to generate these oddball responses. I don't really make much of press conferences, of sound bites from players and what are basically interviews. It's just kind of a weird scenario all over Indianapolis at times. It's almost like a cloud that hangs over, not a dark cloud, not a bright cloud, just a weird cloud that anything can be said by anyone at any time. Yeah, what answer would they be looking for in that? Well, I'm going to become so great. I'm going to turn into Superman. I'm going to save the plane. I, I, I've never, you know, he probably even well, he's flown in planes, but he's never obviously flew one. I, what is, what do they expect him to say? I mean, I just sometimes you know you ask a question thinking he's going to go this way versus that way, but I, I don't know what what is the right answer. So you're just acting stupid. So let me just come up with the dumbest question in the world. So I, I guess from that standpoint, maybe, maybe you could appreciate some of these guys. Wanting not to talk, I don't know. Um, yeah, but it's a, it's a weird, you know, it, it's a weird three, four, five days here in Indianapolis. I don't know what they really get out of it. Up and down, you get this guy Braden Fisk for, out of Florida State, who was like Mister Athletic yesterday, running the fastest yeah. forty, the highest leap, the the, the quickest twenty yard shuttle. I mean, did that raise stock some? I imagine, you know, I, I imagine some of these things uh, will affect their drag status. Yeah, certainly so. Again, I think some of the numbers that you can put up at the Combine are a positive. It also leads to some good conjecture and some good jokes. For instance, Texas Tech's Tyler Owens, who is expected to be one of the fastest 40s at this year's Combine, said yesterday he doesn't believe in space as in other planets. And then people make the jokes, hey, if he's a good cornerback and worth his salt, then he shouldn't believe in space. He should be in press coverage. Marvin Harrison Jr. not speaking to the media today. Nobody can cover M.A. HJ, not even reporters. All the fun that happened from Indianapolis. We'll take a look at the quarterbacks up next at the Combine this weekend here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. Live right here on Football Full Circle, it is FFC. He is Scott Wetzel. I am Ben Stevens. Now we go around Combine Weekend in Indianapolis, where tomorrow, Scott, on a Saturday, the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers will work out and go through their on-field workouts, which means today they speak to the media. That includes Caleb Williams, who is not working out. Not really getting medicals done at the NFL Scouting Combine this weekend in Indy either, but did speak with the media today. When he was asked about if he would be disappointed if the Chicago Bears passed on him at number one, he said, quote, it's not a thought in my mind. I don't think of a plan B. That's kind of how I do things in my life. That was part of the quote of Caleb Williams responding to the question, if the Bears would pass on him at one, what would that mean? Necessarily, the Bears have that pick right now. Now, it could be another team that could overall have the number one selection by the time we get to the end of April for this 2024 NFL draft. But Caleb Williams, Scott, is pretty confident he's going number one overall. And as we compare it to the odds where he's a minus 1600 favorite to be that first overall selection, who could blame him? Yeah, I mean, he's at the point now, Ben, where if Chicago said, all right, we're, we're going to break away from fields, but we don't like uh, Caleb as our number one guy. We like, you know, pick any other quarterback. They'd be in a better position to go get that other quarterback, but still trade the number one spot. You know, he he's become such a consensus that, okay, you know, uh, Washington, you want the number one? You want Caleb Williams? Okay, you give me, you know, a couple of uh, draft choices. You can move it to the number one spot. I'll fall to number two, and I'll, I'll take the guy we really like. So he he probably will go number one, whether it's to the Bears or not, and more than likely to, to the Bears. I, I mean, I guess I'm okay with that attitude. You, you want to be positive about it, you know, but uh, it would be nice to just some of these guys to be humble just a little bit, Ben. You know, he's not going to have the medical stuff done. You know, and again, on the surface, who wants to be, you know, picked and prod um, and to have everyone know any deficiencies you may have or this, that, but he is going to do the, the medical stuff, he says, with some of the individual teams. So, yeah. but it's just, I don't know, it's just bad optics, you know, that, that phrase we used to use. Uh, it, it's just, I don't know, it comes off as pompous, you know, like Harrison Jr. not not talking to the media today. It just comes across as pompous. It just, it just do the stupid medical. You know, they're, what are they going to do? You know, they're not taking blood here. You're just, you know, seeing how hard, how how much you weigh, how tall you are, and, and, and you know, goofy things like that. Uh, but sometimes it's the teams, right? I, I will say, sometimes it's the teams that say, hey, listen, we're taking the number one, so don't Tell the whole world what you like and don't like and this and that and then all these medicals and don't give them all that information. You're going to be our guy, so uh, why bother? So who knows what's really behind some of this stuff? Yeah, Caleb Williams told ESPN earlier this week, Scott, that he would be, quote, excited to be drafted by the Chicago Bears. There's been a lot of conjecture. There's been a lot of conversation around Caleb Williams and his camp where he doesn't have that traditional agent that players of his stature would at this stage before they become a National Football League player. But when you're projected to be the number one overall draft, and you have been, and NIL is now a thing in college football as well, you're making money, you have agencies, you have representation. Caleb Williams doesn't necessarily. He has some business partners, if you will, and his father 
father, Carl Williams, really kind of runs the show. It's been Carl that has been asking some of these things that have led to the headlines of ownership in NFL franchises, which, of course, is not a potential unless Caleb Williams is drafted by the Green Bay Packers and buys some shares himself. It's been a interesting draft cycle already for the guy that we knew even at this stage last year, Scott, was going to be the first overall pick of this year's draft. And that's the thing that you try to find the marriage between the two, right? The exceptional talent that Caleb Williams is at the quarterback position, winning the Heisman Trophy in 2022 at USC, with all the conversation and the speculation and the narratives that happens during a draft cycle. I don't think any of it will be enough to move Caleb Williams from that first overall pick, of which I believe he will be, but it's just interesting in how this all goes it creates headlines when really it should just be a focus on the player that he is and Caleb Williams said the same thing I played around 30 something games go ahead and go watch real live ball of me and see how I am as a competitor there were some questions about his competitive nature given how USC struggled toward the end of last season in college football again a lot of this is conversation a lot of these are quotes because all we have right now are quotes we don't have real life football games to forecast to preview and to break down we're not diving through x's and o's we're not giving you this key matchup how does a defense contain x player all of that so what we have at this moment scott are words and quotes and meetings with the media i think caleb williams will be just fine but it is just interesting trying to wed that idea of the player himself, the talent on a football field, with all the noise happening off the field when it's only the focus on the off the field stuff, certainly this week in Indianapolis. And part of this also is for teams, Ben, to see if these guys can handle it, right? I mean, this is not the from, uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and maybe even longer than that we'd have to go, but there is so much pressure. You know, you, you're the quarterback, now you're the face of the franchise, right? There are very, 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 very few teams that the quarterback is not the face of the franchise. And that, that comes with a lot of responsibility, a lot of, a lot of baggage on some of these guys. Maybe they can't handle that, um, you know. You're going to have to show that you can handle the pressure. You're going to have to handle the media, and you're going to have to handle pressure situations. You're going to have to do things, say things you really might not want to do because that's what the face of the franchise does. You know, and, and the owners and the GMs, you know, they want to feel comfortable. You know, GMs, basically jobs are on the line. You don't get too many opportunities where you get two or three quarterbacks that you can fail on. You, you get one, you know, sometimes yeah. two, but, you know, these guys' jobs are on the line. Again, not not like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, when a GM is going to be there for 10 years who win or lose owners given a gazillion dollars he wants to make sure you're a nice guy now i don't know if that would necessarily change and and let's we'll just say just for the sake of argument you know caleb williams is a jerk and this and that would that uh, tell the bears to not draft him eh, probably not probably not but you, you just you spend that money you want to be happy with spending the money um and I, a lot of this yeah. stuff in the combines that that's what it is and, and, and again, when you think about that, it is an incredibly valuable investment. And Caleb Williams was asked by the media today if he's worried at all for a Bears franchise that is one of the most storied and one of the longest in the National Football League, but has really failed throughout much of its history to develop that leading quarterback. Mitch Trubisky, second overall pick in 2017. That didn't pan out. It seems as though Justin Fields is not going to pan out. 11th overall pick in 2021. That's two top 11 selections at the quarterback position, Scott, in the last seven years that are no longer the face of the franchise, leading the Bears to draft first overall once again. I mean, it is the Carolina Panthers draft pick, but still, they had that number one overall pick last year that led to the acquisition of this draft pick from Carolina this year. And Caleb Williams said, I don't really compare myself to the other guys that are there or have been there. I think I'm my own player. He's saying the right things in that instance. It's more of a concern from Chicago's standpoint and not necessarily just with Caleb Williams. Scott, we'll get into the divisional odds around the NFL, new markets available on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But just so we reference this here, the NFC North, pretty tightly compact, less than $3 separate all four teams. The Lions, the favorites once again, plus 145. The Packers, less than a buck behind at plus 230. The Vikings in a peculiar situation this offseason, plus 420. And the Bears have the longest price, not by much, but at plus 440. 
if you're drafting Caleb Williams at first overall, it's not like many teams that draft first overall, Scott, and say, all right, boys, let's go out there and try to get four, five, six wins this year. Just show some improvement. Show some competition this season. You brought back Matt Eberflus for year number four. Last year, you won seven games. You need to start having winning records and be in NFC wildcard playoff contention, and that's a big burden for a rookie quarterback in his first year. It is. I mean, be, believe it or not, Ben, and, and I know I, I was out there when they uh, when they drafted uh, Jay Cutler. There were stories about how Jay Cutler was going to be the best Chicago quarterbacks ever, Chicago Bears quarterback ever. I guarantee you there are going to be articles, and there might already be, how Caleb Williams will be the greatest Chicago quarterback ever. And take a look at their quarterback list. You can make the argument he is. I mean, we're talking yeah. Jim Harbaugh, Jay Cutler, Jim McMahon, and you got to go back to Sid Luckman. Yep. And a lot of the success that the Chicago Bears have had in their history, mainly focused on the defensive side of the football. More around Combine Week in Indy up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. Live right here on Football Full Circle. The quarterbacks meeting with the media today at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. They will be on the field for workouts, at least some of them tomorrow. Some will throw, others will not. Scott, we know two quarterbacks are going to throw, two likely first-round picks if that's where they end up. J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan and Michael Penix Jr. Penix Jr., the last we saw him taking a beating against those Wolverines in the national championship game. He was asked about his health. He is fully healthy. He is ready to go. No lingering injuries that required surgery or anything of the sort following the college football season. He is projected to be a top half of the first round type of quarterback here in 2024. J.J. McCarthy is also one of the interesting quarterbacks in this crop of six. There might be a drop off, at least in my estimation, from Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, down to the next three. J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and Bo Nix. But there's a thought, Scott, that J.J. McCarthy might actually be the most promising prospect of that group of the other three. One, because both Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. will be 24 years old by the time they start their rookie seasons in the National Football League. J.J. much younger than that. J.J. McCarthy expected to throw at the Combine tomorrow. And Scott, he's been asked about throwing a ton and what he brings to the table because there's not the gaudy passing stats that many first-round draft picks at the quarterback position were able to put up in college football. J.J. McCarthy played at a place where running the ball and establishing the run was a priority, but it worked very well to the tune of three college football playoff appearances, two Big Ten titles in J.J. McCarthy's two years as the starting quarterback and, of course, ending with a national championship a season ago. 
Yeah, I, I tell you, Ben, I, I think there are four quarterbacks in this draft, uh, not not six or seven. Not saying these guys won't get drafted in the first round, but, boy, J.J. McCarthy, they, he threw the ball. They had a game against Penn State in which he didn't throw the yep. ball one time in the second half. I mean, how, how, how is that possible? If you're telling me, and, and you know, Harbaugh is obviously a pretty good coach, coaching the NFL and, and college football to the high levels of success. You're telling me you have an NFL first-round draft choice quarterback, and you have so little little faith in him that you're not going to throw the ball one time Diana not like 15 times but you know okay we're going to concentrate on a run but we're still going to throw the ball five or ten times not one time I don't see it in him I I just don't and people want to say well they 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 won they won they won and that's part of his resume and I appreciate that but does that mean the backup offensive tackle is going to get drafted because he he won as well now did he play a bigger role as McCarthy no but McCarthy didn't play that bigger role in them winning they, they ran the ball the defense was phenomenal you know he was a nice college quarterback I would I take a flyer on him in the third maybe maybe fourth round um, yeah would I use a first round draft choice on J.J. McCarthy? No, I would not. I, I, I just wouldn't. If I'm going to put my neck on the line, I, I got to have someone that had a lot more success than McCarthy had throwing the ball numbers-wise in college. I, I don't yeah. need, you know, uh, a Spencer Rattler I, I don't, or Caleb even Williams, you know, to have those kind of numbers. But again, if I, I, I got a head coach who knows the game as well as Harbaugh does and didn't have any faith in McCarthy throwing the ball. How am I going to have faith in him throwing the ball in the NFL when he's got to throw it 30, 35 times a game? That's true. And yet Jim Harbaugh was singing the praises of J.J. McCarthy that he was the best Michigan quarterback the school had ever seen. That includes Harbaugh himself, Tom Brady, Chad Henney. The list goes on and on. Now, it is really interesting, Scott, when you look at the stats for J.J. McCarthy. Five of the final six games. Here were the last six games that Michigan football played in the 2023 college football season, including that road game in Happy Valley. It was the first game that Jim Harbaugh was suspended by the Big Ten for all the sign-stealing scandal that played out a season ago in Ann Arbor. It was the Penn State game on the road, road game in College Park against Maryland, the game against Ohio State at home back in the Big House, Big Ten Championship game against the Iowa Hawkeyes, Rose Bowl game against Alabama, and of course, the National Championship. The Rose Bowl game against Alabama, Scott, is the only game that J.J. McCarthy threw for multiple passing touchdowns in a game and threw for more than 150 yards. He was 17 of 27 for 221 yards and three touchdowns. Made some very big throws, also used his legs to pick up some very key first downs for the Michigan Wolverines in that Rose Bowl against the Crimson Tide. That was his best game of 2023. You could argue it was the best game of his Michigan career. In five of the other six games that I just mentioned, in the five other games of those six that I just mentioned, Scott, he threw for less than 150 yards, and in that five-game sample size as a whole, he had one touchdown to one interception. In the second half against Penn State, he did not attempt a pass. He only threw the ball eight times in the entirety of the game. I made a joke about it on Twitter that day in college or uh, in state college, excuse me, because Penn State and Drew Aller on the other side was abysmal throwing the football as well. And I had Michigan fans heftily in my replies telling me I didn't understand ball because J.J. McCarthy had dropped back to pass. There was some pass plays designed, but he just didn't throw the ball. And Michigan was so reliant on the run, why would they need him? It was the game plan. It was the intention. If you think the intention for Michigan was their quarterback to not throw a single pass attempt against a top 10 opponent in their <laughs> stadium, then you also do not know ball. With that being said, J.J. McCarthy won 27 of the 28 games that he started in his Michigan career. Two Big Ten championships, two college football playoff berths, and a national title. He was the Rose Bowl MVP against Alabama. That part of the resume, Scott, as compared to the stats, looks very favorable for J.J. McCarthy. He has the best winning percentage from a quarterback with a minimum of 15 starts in college football in the last five years decades, the last half century in college football. But we only tie wins and losses to one position in football, and that is the quarterback. So it's a very interesting discussion and dichotomy on J.J. McCarthy. 
Yeah, he threw touchdown passes in two of his last seven games. I mean, put that into perspective. I mean, yes, okay, that that wasn't their game plan. But again, I'll go back to Ben. If you have an accomplished head coach like Harbaugh, well, how come your game plan wasn't to throw the ball more then? You know, if, if McCarthy is so good, why wasn't he part of the game plan a little bit more? Because your running game was so great? Okay, but that doesn't mean you couldn't have McCarthy throw the ball a little bit. Why, why couldn't the running game take the back seat, if you will, to the passing game and let McCarthy throw for all these touchdowns that supposedly he was capable of doing and just say, all right, we only ran the ball for you know 70 yards a game because we had J.J. McCarthy throwing the ball. You know, it was McCarthy sitting behind in the back seat, not, not the other way around. And that, that tells me something. Like I said, yeah. he may turn out to be a great quarterback. I, I'm not saying that, but would I use a first round draft choice on a guy who threw, you know, for 140 yards in a championship game, or like I said, threw for touchdowns in two of his last seven, and these are the biggest games on their schedule? No, I would not. I I, I just well, I don't care if you can throw the ball 100 yards. Uh, you know, Jamarcus Russell could throw the ball 100 yards, but you know how long, how good was he as a quarterback for the Oakland Raiders? That Oakland Raiders, right? So, um, I don't care about the success. I I really don't. But he was a product of it, just like I said, the the offensive tackle was. You know, you get a draft the offensive tackle in the first round because Michigan well, you know won the championship last year? No. Well, why not? Why are you drafting a quarterback then? So, so yeah. he, he yeah. has too much to prove for me. Yeah, absolutely so. And, and that's where the draft evaluators get paid their money, if you really think about it, right? How do you project J.J. McCarthy despite what you have seen? Because if it's just based on what you have seen, there's really not all that large of a sample size. And again, the stats are not off the charts by any means. In fact, Scott, J.J. McCarthy, two years as a starting quarterback. That is a total of 29 games that Michigan played with the Big Ten Championship and at least one college football playoff game. So 29 starts that J.J. McCarthy made the last two seasons. He attempted only 654 passing attempts in the last two years. You compare that to Washington's Michael Penix Jr., he had at least 550 passing attempts in each of the past two seasons. He threw the football at least 550 times in both 2023 and 2022. Okay, Michael Penix Jr., he was the nation's leading passer this season, second leading passer a year ago. Caleb Williams had at least one season of 500 attempts. Drake May won with 500 last year for 25. J.J. McCarthy 654 in his two years as a starting quarterback. Scott, for me, it's not even so much the overall sample size. It's just the lack of even attempts for J.J. McCarthy. That will be fascinating. But yet again, when you look at the odds from the NFL draft perspective, J.J. McCarthy, the team most likely to draft him, there is a three-way tie in the numbers, all at 5-1. to one, So we're not talking minus money. We're not talking even closing down on even money, but it's the Falcons, the Vikings, and the Broncos. Atlanta 8, Minnesota 11, and Denver 12. If J.J. McCarthy goes in the opening half of the opening round, I think that would be slightly shocking. It seems as though the NFL thought process would not be surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, listen, these teams reach for quarterbacks, right? And there are so many teams that need quarterbacks, even if they don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. Then a lot of times they draft these guys just thinking we, we could sell this guy, though, to the public. We, we get our fan base riled up again. You know, we can, you know, preach about how he's a winner, 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 you know, and then we'll be able to, uh, you know, sell some season tickets here. I wouldn't do it. Like I said, there's a lot of quarterbacks who've had success winning championships uh, for that matter and, and haven't been NFL quarterbacks. You know, uh, Mac Jones, you know, co comes to mind. You, know, you want Mac Jones instead of J.J. McCarthy to, you know, two peas in a pod as far as I'm concerned. You could have all the success in the world. That doesn't make you an NFL quarterback. I, I, I wouldn't, like I said, I, I wouldn't do him. And I tell you, the other guy I'd be a little leery of, and I love Michael Penix Jr. If you told me Michael Penix Jr. would stay healthy, I would draft him in the first round. But this yep. guy's torn his ACL twice already. He's an injury waiting to happen. I'd stay away from him as well. And that will be the concern around him with his age as well, which has to be taken into account for a rookie to already be 24 years old. More around the NFL up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We're live right here on Football Full Circle. It is Combine Week, Combine Weekend in Indianapolis. Scott, enough about the prospects looking to make the move to the National Football League. Now about the teams that will look to draft those prospects. We have seen the odds markets trickle out throughout this offseason in the National Football League. We had the Super Bowl 59 odds even before Super Bowl 58. Super Bowl 59 to be played in New Orleans at the end of the 2024 NFL season. And a week after that, we had the conference championship odds for both the AFC and the NFC. And as of yesterday afternoon, division prices available on the FanDuel Sportsbook for the eight divisions around the National Football League. We can still use some of the prospects in the combine conversation to factor in to these odds. Like we talked about the Chicago Bears at plus 440. If it is Caleb Williams at first overall, as we anticipate, the Bears really can't finish in last in the NFC North and consider it a successful season even for their future. But Scott, let's start in the AFC. I'll give you the divisional favorites of each of the four. The Buffalo Bills in the AFC East, plus 190. The Texans ever so slightly at plus one nine, or plus 130 for Buffalo, excuse me, plus 190 for Houston in the AFC South. The Jags not all that far behind. Again, just a five-cent distinction, plus 195 for Jacksonville. Baltimore, the even-money favorite in the AFC North, plus 100. The Chiefs, who have won the AFC West eight consecutive NFL seasons, greater than a $2 odds-on favorite at minus 210 to make it nine in a row. Scott, of the favorites, which stands out to you the most? As far as the uh, the, the easiest bet or the one I think is going to be successful, I, w- I would say uh, Kansas City. Uh, listen, uh, nine in a row. Winners bet with streaks. Losers bet against streaks. Uh, and you got to figure Denver's going to take a step back. Raiders are a mess. Chargers should be improved. That would be the one competition. I think all the others have at least two teams, uh, you know, in, in Buffalo with the Dolphins and Jets and, and, and all three in, in the AFC North. Uh, you might get, uh, you know, a little tough behind Jacksonville and, and the Texans, but maybe the Colts, uh, you know, continue and Anthony Richardson takes off where he left off last year with, before his injury. So it would be Kansas City, right? right? Minus two to one, and that's why they're the biggest favorite. Um, you can make a case, I suppose, for the Chargers. You can make a case for maybe Kansas City, uh, Super Bowl letdown and all that other stuff, but it would be the Chiefs at minus uh, 210. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason for it. The second best price is the Chargers at plus 310. And then we get into quadruple digits for both the Raiders and the Broncos. 10 to 1 for Las Vegas, 13 to 1 for Denver. The Broncos in a very tough spot brought on by their own ineptitude as a front office after two disastrous seasons in the Mile High City. But Kansas City has made it eight in a row. And if there was ever a year, Scott, you would think the Chiefs would be knocked off that perch atop the AFC West. It probably would have been this past season in 2023. Instead, they won the division for an eighth straight year. They won yet another AFC championship game. And they appeared in a Super Bowl to make it back-to-back Lombardi trophies in Kansas City. I'll 
I'll tell you which division stands out to me the most, Scott, and that's the AFC South. We have talked about it briefly here. I'm so fascinated by this division that was pretty much one that we considered an afterthought last year around this time where the Jags were a minus money, close to a minus 150 odds on favorite to win the AFC South for a second consecutive year. It was Jacksonville with a win total of nine and a half, and the odds on favorite, and everybody else was seven and a half or worse. The Titans, seven and a half, they went under that number. The Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts at six and a half. We didn't expect much of the rookie head coaches, D'Amico Ryan, Shane Steichen, for Houston and Indy respectively with their rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richards. In Indy, Anthony Richardson did not play a full season, only five games. Gordon Minshew led Indianapolis to nine wins. So far, overperforming on expectation. And of course, it was the Texans that got to 10. And C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans leading Houston into the playoffs, a divisional championship, and even a playoff win. And now Houston is a slight favorite, Scott, in front of Jacksonville. It's a five-cent difference. And the Colts are not all that far back either at plus 240 we have three teams in the AFC South separated by just a half dollar yeah it is amazing that, that is pretty dead even right uh, and you would think the Texans would be the favorites not the Jaguars right but you, you talk about you know Mojo and bounce back spots and this and that right they all expect I guess Jacksonville to bounce back and they don't necessarily still yet buy in CJ Stroud because on the surface to me it would be the Texans that should be the favorites I mean not, not the, the Jaguars well they actually they are one plus 190 they're in different uh, orders um, so it, but it basically it is even I'm interested in that Texans team. Uh, I, you know, do they take a step forward, or we've seen a lot of teams in these spots take a step back? You know, whether it was the Giants last year, whether it was the Seahawks last year from two years ago when they both had Cinderella runs, was last season a Cinderella fluke, or was it something that you know, okay, we got a pencil in the Texans as a, being a really good team from here on out? I, I actually think it's the latter. I, I think they're going to be a really good team from here on out. I think they are better than Jacksonville. Um, you know, you can make the case in a lot of ways. The C.J. Stroud in one year accomplished more than what uh, um, you know Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars have been able to really accomplish in the three years. You know he's been uh, quarterback for the Jacks. Although two years ago, heading the second round, looked like they were going to be right, right. Just roll reversal yeah. here. They were in the spot that Houston was, and they came back to the pack. So let's see if you can uh, can avoid that next season. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, Scott, because Jacksonville now has to answer questions entering this year in 2024. But when you kind of compare the markets from this time right now to this time a year ago, obviously a lot can change in a full NFL season. But with Jacksonville at a minus 150 price to win this division, and when Jacksonville was 8-3 and three at the end of November and greater than a minus 1,000 favorite to win the AFC South, it seemed as though they would chart the path that many people expected. They lost then five of their final six games. I expect Jacksonville to bounce back, and just based on the market discrepancy, if they were a minus 145, minus 150 favorite last year, plus 195 makes a ton of sense. And again, Houston is the slight favorite. It's a five-cent distinction, but I do think think there is value on Jacksonville. In the AFC North, Scott, Baltimore, the even money favorite, plus 100. 75 cents in front of Cincinnati at plus 175. Baltimore won this division a year ago. The Ravens had the best record in the National Football League, 13-4. and But when Joe Burrow has been fully healthy, now only two of his four NFL seasons, the Bengals have won this division each of those two years. They have reached the AFC Championship game each of those two years. They have played in a Super Bowl in one of those two years as well. So I do believe that if the Bengals get a fully healthy Joe Burrow and everything is contingent on health in the National Football League, same thing could be said if the Ravens were for some reason going to lose Lamar Jackson for a certain amount of time in 2024. The Bengals and the Ravens will be battling for that top spot, and I think there is some value at plus 175 for Cincy. I think so, too. Uh, you and I both agree with the Cincinnati team. I, I think on paper, when everyone is healthy and everything else, they're the best team. I, I think they may be the, maybe the best team in the NFL. Who knows? Uh, but we got to get Burrow you know, on his two feet. So, But if they do, then I would take them plus the 175. I think out of all the, like, if you want to talk value and all that other nonsense, right, I, Cincinnati plus 175, okay. I appreciate what yeah. Baltimore did last year. I, I do. And I understand, you know, the Browns for the most part 
Baltimore didn't have Deshaun Watson, but it's the Bengals to me on paper. You got to have Jamar Chase basically in a walk type of year. Uh, he's going to want to put up monster numbers. Burrow's going to want to be chomping at the bit to get back out there after you know uh, the injury this past season. Um, you got a, f- a healthy mix in. You're going to franchise at worst T Higgins, so your offense is going to be set. That's going to be a tough team to beat. I'll, I'll take my chances with Cincinnati, which Joe, by the way, don't forget beat San Francisco in San Francisco when, when the Bengals were rolling. Just goes to show how you know good, obviously, they can be. So I, I love the Bengals. The Bengals have really struggled to start years the last two years. They've dropped both of their opening games. They've been one and three. They've been two and three. Maybe you'll find a better price on Cincy if they follow suit. It's not a great recipe for consistent success. You'd rather be in front than always trailing and playing from behind. But if Joe Burrow is healthy, I'm optimistic about the Bengals. As I've said, I think there is value in Cincy in this market. I think there's value in Cincinnati in the AFC Championship odds. Everything is contingent on health. So you hate to use that contingent. But when we haven't seen Joe Burrow for some time last year, and of course missing a good majority of his rookie season as well, health starts to creep into the conversation just a little bit more. Now, Scott, to the NFC, the divisional favorites in the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys won this division a year ago, plus 110 in the NFC South. It's the Atlanta Falcons, plus 150, a full buck in front of the Bucks, plus 250 on Tampa, the reigning NFC South champions for the last few seasons. The Detroit Lions, as we mentioned, plus 145, the favorite to win the NFC North. Their first divisional championship came a season ago in 30 years. They're the favorites to do it two seasons in a row. The San Francisco 49ers, a minus 220, hefty odds on favorite, best price of any team to win any of the eight divisions around the National Football League in the NFC West. Scott, which number stands out to you? I tell you, you know, uh, the the NFC West, I I take a flyer on the Rams. You know, Mm. the San Francisco team, you know, should be just as good, you would think. But, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he's overdue for an injury. Uh, Brock Purdy, you know, with the Super Bowl and everything else, is he going to take a little bit of a step back? They seem like they finally, finally, finally committed to him. But I I don't know if they're necessarily – the windows in the NFL aren't long. Even though it appears still to be wide open, you know, for San Fran to be the most dominant team in that division and, eh, you know I, I don't know everything has gone right for them injury wise the, the past year and McCaffrey especially I I just think the Rams maybe are, are up and coming maybe they've gone over that little hiccup the Rams had from winning the Super Bowl the coach seems to be committed all the other players seem to be committed they got a great one-two punch obviously on the outside good running backs now I would think the Rams at four, plus 420 if you just want like okay give me a fat number they would be the, the fat number that uh uh, I, I would like the LA Rams. Yeah, I listen, I was optimistic about the Rams entering last year, maybe not returning to Super Bowl form, but just to be better than five and a half, six and a half wins in their preseason total entering 2023. I wonder what that elevation now is for LA being a playoff team a season ago in nearly ousting the Detroit Lions before that magical run even began during Super Wild Card Weekend. That number stands out to me, Scott, in the NFC North. A very similar price for Detroit this year as it was a season ago. And the Lions have the second best price to win the NFC at this moment and yet are not a heftier favorite to win the NFC North. I know we haven't seen a ton of divisional titles, of course, in the Motor City in the last three decades plus in the National Football League, but to have the same exact number in the NFC North virtually at this point a season ago to where they are now and they had no proven pedigree or track record I do find a little bit interesting and the Packers are expected to be there once again and how could you not the youngest team in the National Football League last year the youngest team to reach the postseason in quite some time in the NFL the Packers are going to continue to build they have been an incredibly successful franchise always during their NFL lifetime for that to be less than a dollar gap and for the Lions to only be plus 145, Scott, to win the NFC North, I did find that quite interesting. Yeah, that that really is, to me, not necessarily an anti-Lions thing, clearly. It, it's a pro-Green Bay thing. You know, didn't know what they were going to get out of Green Bay last year. You had Minnesota uh, fully healthy with Kirk Cousins, uh, so you can understand why they were fairly close last year. But this year, you would have thought the Lions would have been higher. But they, they seem to yeah. really like this Packer team. 
Yeah, certainly so. It is interesting, Scott. Only two odds-on favorites right now in the eight divisions. We often see more than that, but they're both greater than a $2 favorite. The Chiefs in the AFC West, the Niners in the NFC West. One final point about these divisional odds up next on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Come. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on Football Full Circle. It is FFC. He is Scott Wetzel. I am Ben Stevens. So, Scott, one final thought on those NFL divisional odds that we are now uh, available to bet on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFC East, a peculiar division where there's been that weird quirk since 2004, now nearly two decades long. We have not seen a back-to-back repeat divisional title winner. And last year, it was the Cowboys after the Eagles stumbled down the stretch, coming back to take the NFC East Divisional crown after the Eagles had won it in 2022. Now the Cowboys are booked as the favorites entering 2024, excuse me, plus 110. The Eagles only 25 cents back, but at plus 135. I like that Eagles price a lot, knowing the trend and just having belief that Philadelphia figures things out this year to not have a collapse down the stretch once again. Yeah, and the other one is a team that finished in last place, finishes in first the following year, 19 of the last 21 years. So this past season, it was the Houston Texans. So which team is going to be the surprise there? You know, the, the one year that you could clearly make the case in the NFC East thing, Ben, it would be this year, right? Clearly you could agree, okay, Philadelphia could easily win that division and, and continue that trend, right? This will be the one year it doesn't. You know, it doesn't happen. When you obviously have a, an odds-on yeah. favorite, if you will, for it to occur, this will be the one time it doesn't. But Who's finishing in first place out of the Patriots? Bengals would be the obvious one uh, in the AFC North. Titans, Chargers, Commanders, Bears, uh, Panthers, or Arizona Cardinals. Bengals would be my choice. Yeah, I think so as well. That trend very, very strong in the divisional ways that we have seen the last few years around the National Football League. He is Scott Wetzel. I am Ben Stevens. That does it for us here this week on Football Full Circle. Enjoy your weekend. There will be a ton to recap once we talk once again on Monday following a full combine weekend in Indianapolis. Have a great weekend. We'll talk noon Eastern time Monday here on Sports Grid. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.